can't remember. Yeah, I need you to try. I was on the field and and then it it all just went blank and and then you were there. Well, I need you to tell me the truth. I am. Shape. I saw it on the videotape from Halloween night. It's the same shape as, as your drawing. These episodes that you're having, I think Dr. Owens is wrong. I think they're real. But, but I can't help you if I don't know what's going on. So you have to talk to me. Please. No more secrets. Okay. Okay. Did you see this thing again on the field? Hello, all you nerds and nerdettes out there. That's not an insult. I'm one of you. Um, welcome back. Finally, I've returned with a brand new episode of Stranger Danger. I had to take a Friday off last week, and I apologize for that. There was this little thing uh, we like to do in the United States of America called Thanksgiving. So, really, if I watched um, uh, Stranger 
things on Wednesday last week and ooh, hit my microphone. And if I, uh, you know, were able to record on Thursday, I probably could have had an episode up by Friday, but too much going on. Um, and then I went away for the weekend for a couple of days at my in-laws and there was just no place for me to record a proper podcast there. There's one room with a lock. It's the bathroom. And I didn't have all my equipment. Um, so that's why I had that little one-minute episode last week, just letting you know that there was no episode. But we're back. We're here. We've returned for episode four of Stranger Things 2. Will the why? So should I just not waste any more time and get right into it? I think that would be a wonderful idea. And by that, the reason I'm talking about it being a great idea is because it's allowing me to flip my uh, book, my little notes, back to where I was before so that I am now 100% on the correct page and start uh, where I was. And, oh, I've done it. Will the wise. I take copious notes whenever I talk about uh, a Stranger Things episode. And I realized that over the years, I am much better at typing than I am at writing. So I may start typing my notes. You'd think uh, as a kid, writing was easier, but not anymore. So where where do we leave off? Well, the shadow monster basically dove itself into Will. Remember that? And uh, Joyce was racing out of her house, racing to the school to find Will because, you know, she thought they were staying after for the uh, for the AV club and they weren't. So she got over, you know, there wasn't anything other than that than the mother's intuition of something's wrong. And she raced to the school. Uh, so she gets to the school. This is where the episode picks up where she's driving to school, gets into the school, runs into Dustin, who's looking for Will. They run into Lucas, who found Will out in the field. They run out to them and he's... He is just like, it almost looks like he's having a seizure. He's locked in that in-between state, like when he talked about being in the viewfinder. He, um, he's locked in there, and he, they're showing him, you know, him just standing there, kind of out of it, um, going back to in the upside down, where he's, you know, being completely smothered by the shadow demon, shadow monster. Um, so Joyce just keeps calling his name, calling his name, calling his name, and eventually he wakes up. Um, and that's when Joyce uh, decides to bring him home and just kind of talk to him and finally confront him about the drawing that she found um, matching the shape that she saw on the video screen. And that's the audio that opened up the show. And what this episode showed me, and I, I, I don't know if I brought it up before, but um, and I wish I knew the, the actor's name, but the kid who plays Will, you know, he was not... Um, he was, a, he was a focal point, but he wasn't a prominent character in the first season. You know, he was um, talked about a lot, but he wasn't on screen a lot. You know, you think of the three kids and Will was the kid in the Upside Down. You, you, you know, they, but they are a foursome. Uh, in this season, and especially in this episode, you get to see that this kid is a great little actor. And I, I mean... I don't want to say he's the best of all of them because they're all great little actors, but Jesus, I mean, they struck gold with every kid that they cast on the show. And he's telling his mom, you know, it's, it's, it's so cold and it's, uh, it's everywhere. Um, 
you know, it got me mom. It was just, I just wrote down awesome acting. The kid like really emoted, um, you know, but the cat's out of the bag that this isn't him having flashbacks. This is something happening, something real happening right now. So you flash over to the cabin and Eleven is just walking through the woods and she approaches and sees Hopper. He's just standing on the front porch, totally pissed off. And he goes into full dad mode. He says, no TV at all. You know, she's kind of fighting back a little bit with her powers. And he's like, fine, you don't want to let me move the TV? He rips the TV, the cord out. You don't get a TV at all. Uh, they had this big argument. It's a cool, good acting scene. A uh, good scene because it's it really had that father-daughter uh, kind of feeling to it where Hopper is, he's saying some, you know, mean things. And she's uh, really pissed at him. He's really pissed at her. And they just take it out on each other. And her, obviously with her powers, I mean, she smashes all the glass of all the windows in, in the cabin. And if you watch that uh, Beyond Stranger Things, they said that was, you know, they did that with, with uh, the actor there. Right? I don't I mean, it's probably not, it's probably safety glass, but I just thought that was a cool effect of everything blowing up and showing that when she's pissed, her powers really, really come through. So we cut back over to the buyer's house and uh, Jonathan got home um, and I think it was you know it must have been like in the evening he, he was doing whatever he was planning with uh, Nancy and he gets there and he finds uh, Joyce and Will asleep together Joyce is kind of you know wrapped around Will not letting him go but it was uh, the creepy part was Will's eyes they were just darting back and forth back and forth with his eyes closed and that, that means dreaming I assume right so the next morning at breakfast, uh, we're at the Wheeler's house, and Nancy does what Nancy does. She lies to her mother. She says she wants to go have a uh, girls' night at a friend's house. And I was like, that's great. He's like, okay, cool, bye. And just goes off to uh, Jonathan, you know, to start their plan. You ready to do this? Let's do this. Um, yeah, I, might, I feel like I'm rushing through this episode, but I, I literally just watched it, so it's all fresh in my head. We cut back to Joyce, and she is like looking for Hopper on the phone. Uh, you know, she's called him like all day, um, or at least, you know, a bunch of times just looking for him, looking for him. She doesn't know that he's he's got 11 in the woods and he's got to deal with that. He doesn't have a phone out there. There's no cell phone. The only thing he has is a CB radio and that's in his truck. So if he's not in his truck, he's not going to hear anything. But you could see Will doesn't feel really good. You know, he just looks out of it. And uh, Joyce notices that and takes his temperature, probably assuming he's going to have a fever, but it's the exact opposite. He has a low temperature. She's like, do you feel cold? Like, no, I, you know, I, I don't feel anything. I just feel, he doesn't feel awake, I think is what he said. He doesn't feel like he's fully woken up. Uh, so she starts a bath for him. She wants to give him, get his temperature up, starts a nice warm bath for him. Um, meanwhile, Dustin still has Dart in his cage. You know, he hit him under his hat. With all that stuff going on with Will, he still snuck him out because he wants this guy as his pet. He's a scientific discovery. Um, you know, he's feeding him chocolate bars and just leaves him, leaves him in his uh, turtle tank and goes off to school. When he gets to school, he sees Lucas, Mike, and Max all looking through garbage. He's like, what are you looking for? And they're like, we're looking for Dart. Uh, you know, Lucas is in the trash. And, you know, Dustin, you could see, feels a little like, he's kind of like, okay, trying to, know not make a big deal of it but um but it stinks because you know dustin 
has dart and he has to lie to his friends, um, which really not that smart of a thing to do. Friends don't lie, remember? And look what happens when friends lie. You know what I mean? Then they finally go to class, and uh, Mike notices that uh, Will, he's not there. All living things, from complex mammals to single-celled organisms, instinctively respond to danger. Expose a bacterium to a toxic chemical, and it will flee or deploy some other defense mechanism. We're very much the same. When we encounter danger, our hearts start pounding. Our palms start to sweat. These are the signs of the physical and emotional state we call fear. You could see Will is staring at this bath, and he is like this fear in his face. And, you know, he's got goosebumps just from looking at a warm bath. So Joyce is, you know, trying to get Hopper on the phone still. And uh, Will comes in, you know, comes out and says, you know, my, it's too hot. You know, she goes in and sees that he's let the tub out, he let the water out. And she's like, oh, okay, I mean, I could cool it down a little bit, but gotta get your you know gotta get your temperature up no what he likes it cold ho 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 he likes it cold that is like the first piece of evidence that shows that will is now connected to whatever this shadow monster is it's also very creepy just the way he kind of says no almost like he couldn't help himself. Um, the thing spoke for him, and he's like, he likes it cold. Um, creepy, creepy. So we cut over back to the cabin, and um, just a little moment where uh, Hopper's cleaning up some, uh, he's boarding up some windows after the mess that Eleven made. And you can see he's like, uh, hey, um, you know, if you uh, clean up a little bit, maybe I can fix the TV later. And uh, he wants to apologize almost. Then just some pride gets in the way and he just kind of yells at her. He's like, you need to clean up everything, blah, 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 blah. And he does the dad thing. Takes off, leaves, goes to work for the day. Finally gets in touch with uh, the woman from his uh, department, the police department. And she finally lets him know that Joyce has been looking for him all freaking morning. Now we cut back over to the school, and this is just a little scene that is just for uh, for us to feel bad for Steve, right? I mean, really, that's what it is. So Billy and Steve playing basketball, and, and Steve gets knocked on his ass. Billy's being really pricky, but he does weirdly offer Steve some actual advice. He's like, you know, your feet are moving. Uh, you know, Plant your feet, draw the charge next time. Just a weird, is that almost like him you know, telling him, Stand up for yourself. Is that a foreshadowing to uh, what we will see in the future episodes? We then cut uh, into the boys' locker room in the shower, and uh, you know Billy's kind of be like, "Hey, you know, no big deal." Uh, maybe uh, Steve, and um, there's Steve's friends there, and I don't remember this guy's name. He was the real jerky friend from season one, uh, and he seemed extra jerky, like he like transformed into some kind of 1980s movie prick. Um, 
And he's like, oh, you know, Nancy, your old girl is off with the weirdo. You know, basically letting her know, hey, they skipped school yesterday and they haven't been seen since. So Steve's hearing that news. Um, and obviously they're reveling in the fact that um, that Steve feels like shit. And Billy's like, hey, you know, maybe I'll, oh, there's plenty of bitches out there. Maybe I'll leave you some. But he shut the power. He gave him a little tap on the shoulder. I had never tapped anybody on the back um, while I was in the high school showers. Let me tell you something. When I went to high school, um, sometimes we had to take a shower after after uh, gym. And I mean, it was I was not sitting. We were not sitting there, you know, shampooing and conditioning. I mean, we had to take a shower. So I remember walking in, getting wet, walking out, getting the hell out of there. I mean, it was like boom, boom. Something like a circle of get in, get out. I do not want to be in there. Uh, you know, it wasn't the the coach. I mean, the coach was a real prick. Um, uh, but it wasn't like it, it wasn't any freaky thing like that. But hey, years later, um, I think he did get arrested for uh, hiring a woman of the evening. So in your face, jerk! I wish I, I wish I'd, I'd say your name right now, but I don't even like you. Um, but then again, I think he might have passed away. So rest in peace, jerk. Okay. Anyway, um, where was I? Oh yeah. So that. That was basically the entire part of Steve in this episode, just showing, hey, Steve's still there. You got to feel bad for him. He's getting a raw deal, and he's got he's to deal with a, a prick now who's kind of want, wants to be the king of the school. Speaking of his, uh, his former, I guess you could say, girlfriend, Nancy, her and Jonathan are at the park. I'm going I'm to talk a little bit about this here. So they're at the park. Now, they were supposed to meet. Barb's mother at the park. But, you know, flash forwarding, we've all watched the season. We realized that this going to the park was part of the plan. Being caught, being discovered was part of the plan. So they're, they're at the park and they seem to be, you know, looking around at people, being suspicious, like, why is that guy talking to himself? But, and then the Jonathan's like, I think we should go. Now, everything they were doing as far as looking suspicious, looking scared, and trying to leave, I believe is all part of the plan. You know, the fact that every person that they were suspicious of ended up surrounding them and saying, hey, you know, you need a little help with your car. Um, But there's one question that I don't remember being answered, and I'm curious about it. Where the hell is Barb's mom? Okay. Did they call Barb's mom back and say, never mind? Did they cancel it? I don't. I, I was looking for one line where I said, okay, I, I called Bar- Bob's mom. I called it off. And so they'd go there. The government, the uh, Hawkins lab people, don't know it's called off. So they're there waiting to see them meet with Bob's, Barb's mom. Um, not Bob's mom, but Barb's mom. So it was a setup, but I feel like... <laughs> Once again, Barb's mom was left high and dry. Uh, to, to so I'm just picturing her going to the park and being like, "Oh, those little jerks never showed up." I'm guessing maybe when we see the final outcome, Nancy's like, "Hey, sorry, I had to leave you out there, but this was all part of the plan." But I just feel bad because obviously, at some point, Bob Barb's mom shows up. Um, but yeah, so they seem to be uh, in a little bit of trouble. Little do we know, this was all part of the plan, and you gotta you gotta be like Hannibal in A Team and love it when a plan comes together. So uh, anyway, Hopper finally shows up at the buyers, 
and he's kind of getting filled in on everything that's been going on with Will uh, and this shadow monster that he's been having visions of. It's not um, PTSD. It's real. So this thing, this shadow thing, you told your mom it likes it like this? It likes it cold? I didn't know that. I just... No. Does he talk to you? No, it's like... I don't have to think. I just know things now. Things I never did before. And, uh... What else do you know? It's hard to explain. It's like old memories in the back of my head only they're not my memories okay I mean I don't think they're old memories at all they're they're now memories happening all at once now can you describe these now memories I don't know it's it's hard to explain I know it's hard but can you just can you try for us it's like they're, they're growing spreading killing the memories I don't know oh, I'm sorry no no it's okay sweetie so one of the things I love there is just the look on Hopper's face he looks at Joyce Joyce looks at him and you can just see that it's like fear panic um you know this is real this is way more than what we thought it was um and now they have to deal with you know whatever's happening uh joyce who has a lot of great ideas you know looked up at a picture and said will the lies it was a drawing that he did of a wizard and um you know she's like Will was having trouble kind of explaining what it was. And she said, well, what if you don't have to uh, talk about it? You know, what if you could draw it? She sets up some art supplies and he just tears into it and starts drawing and drawing and drawing. And, you know, they're, they're kind of um, watching him draw and not really even paying attention to the fact that the phone is ringing. Uh, on the other end of the phone was Mike at school. He used a pay phone to try to call Will uh, and see what's going on. Um, Mike grabs the, the the other friends, Lucas and Dustin, says, look, we need to talk. Party members only. He's a real jerk to, to Max, who just kind of gets left in the dust. He fills them in about the, the vision that Will saw, because they didn't know. And, um, you know, they're thinking, is this true psych? Can this thing hurt him? But they're they're using Dungeons and Dragons rules, not, not quote-unquote real life. So... You know, they don't know exactly what it could be, uh, but Mike is convinced that they need to find Dart because somehow Dart is involved. He heard Dart in the under in the Upside Down. Um, he obviously is connected, and you can just see the look of uh, nervousness on Dustin's face because friends don't lie, but that's exactly what he's doing. Back at the cabin, Eleven seems to be a little bored. You know, she can't fix the TV, so she does a little cleaning. She uses her powers to pick up a bookcase, um, she starts kind of uh, sweeping. I couldn't think of the word. 
Uh, and that's when she discovered the trap door to the basement. And she looks down in the basement and sees all these boxes that Hopper had. One was labeled Dad. One was labeled New York, Vietnam, and Hawkins Lab. So the Dad one, well, the da- it used to be his dad's cabin. So that could be anything. It could be memories. It could be something that was his dad's. The New York one, I'm wondering if it has something to do with his daughter. Um, did they bring her to a New York hospitals? I don't know. Interesting. Maybe we'll find out someday. The Vietnam one, I believe it was t- brought up in the past that, that um, Hopper was in, was in Vietnam. Uh, if it wasn't, now we know for sure that he was. And Hawkins Lab. Interesting. That's the one, obviously, she grabs for. And speaking of said lab, that's where Jonathan and Nancy ended up. They're kind of in a, almost looks like a, 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 a questioning room, a, a, I don't know what the room is, an interview room that you'd see in like a police show with, you know, complete with the double-sided mirror there. Um, and Nancy's like, you know, hey, assholes, uh, when are we going to get out of here? And uh, that's when Dr. Owens shows up, kind of introduces himself to them and asks them to go for a little walk. I'm assuming you're behind me. Men of science have made abundant mistakes of every kind. George Sarton said that. You guys know who George Sarton is? Doesn't really matter. The point is, mistakes have been made. Yes. Mistakes? Yes. You killed Barbara. Abundant mistakes. But the men involved with those mistakes, the ones responsible for what happened to your brother and Miss Holland's death, they're gone. They're gone. And for better for worse, I'm the schmuck they brought in to make things better. But I can't make things better without your help. You mean without us shutting up? She's tough this work. You guys been together long? We're not together. Want to see what really killed your friend? Teddy, brought you an audience today. Hope you don't mind. More the merrier, sir. I'd call it one hell of a mistake. Wouldn't you? See, the thing is, we can't seem to erase our mistake. But we can stop it from spreading. Like, it's like pulling weeds. But imagine for a moment if a foreign state, let's say the Soviets, if they heard about our mistake. Do you think they would even consider that a mistake? What if they tried to replicate that? The more attention we bring to ourselves, the more... The more people like the Hollands know the truth, the more likely that scenario becomes. You see why I have to stop the truth from spreading too. Same as those weeds there. By whatever means necessary. So, we understand each other now, don't we? So... You know, knowing what we know now about Owens, um, you know, that he's, he is, well, he's definitely not Brenner. And, um, you know, he is more of a good guy than he is a bad guy. That moment just played different. Uh, well, it, it played different to me um, compared to what he ends up being. Uh, at the time, and even now, it just seems a little menacing and a little threatening, and that's probably what he wanted it to be. He wanted to be like, like, look, this is awful, um, but I'm going to do anything I can 
to make sure that this doesn't spread and doesn't get out. Obviously, we uh, we pretty much figure out by the end of this episode that whatever he's doing is not enough, and it's failing miserably. But he doesn't know that, and Nancy and Jonathan don't know that. So at this point, he's like, look, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Sorry about your brother, and sorry about your friend, but hey. And he shows him the gate. He's like, this is what did it. And I'm pretty sure that's the first time they've ever seen the gate. So back over at, uh, at Will's house, he is drawing his little ass off him. He is like scribbling, 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 throwing the paper down, scribbling, scribbling. And, you know, they're like, they, they couldn't, they're like, what is this? It's nothing. It's just scribbles. And then Joyce, because, again, Joyce is awesome, she realized that part of two of these pages kind of looked like they went together and connected. And she started finding more and more, realizing they all connect, they all intersect. And her and Hopper, they push everything out of the way and they just start laying this thing out all over the ground, connecting it. And it looked like just this huge uh, cross, like a maze. And they couldn't figure out, is it a maze? Is it rose? Is it a storm? And, uh, you know, lightning. Uh, and Joyce is like, you know, is it roots or something like that? It was like, because they were talking about how Will said it's spreading and killing. And that's when Hopper's like, it's vines. He's drawing vines. And he kind of made the connection of spreading, killing, and of course, the pumpkin patch. Back over at the school, Lucas uh, saw Max after school, and he's like, hey, I was going to go see Dustin. You want to? And Max just blows him off. And and you know what? She deserved to blow him off. He deserved to be blown off. Um, he's, She's like, look, you treat me like crap. You want me in this group or not? I mean, you're, you're not telling me the truth. And he, Lucas tries to explain why that she can't know certain things for her safety. She brings up 11. Even he's like, how do you know who that is? And he didn't want to explain that. So she just kind of, you know, blows him off. And you can see he's upset, she's upset. And she goes over to get in Billy's car. And he's like, you got to, you know, we're family now, so I'm stuck with you. Um, and you need to stay away. There's certain people you need to stay away from. And he's one of those people. My assumption is he's just racist and because Lucas is black. He's, you know, he's saying stay away from him. He's got that hick kind of 80s jerk, you know, brought up with racism kind of feeling that obviously just Max doesn't have. Um, but he, that that's what it seemed to be. It was just more of showing Billy to be the uh, uber prick um, as far as the whole cast goes. He's the prick that Steve couldn't be because we all love Steve. So we, oh, we flash back over to Hopper, speaking of the pumpkin patch. That's exactly where he ends up. He shows up with a shovel at the patch ready to dig. Meanwhile, back at the cabin, Eleven is going through the box uh, of the lab box that she took from the from the crawl space, and she sees a folder called Terry Ives. And she's like, oh, Terry Ives. She's looking at uh, um, some of the paperwork, and she sees something about her daughter Jane being taken. Whatever happened to baby Jane? That's a that's something. I know that's a book or a movie or a story. Um, so I wonder if that's why the name was chosen. Uh, she sees a, fo- a photo of this Terry Eyes with Dr. Brenner. Wasn't the greatest Photoshop job done, but I'll let it pass. And she's like, Papa. And she knows something's important about this woman. She knows there's a connection between this woman and her. So she uses um, 
the TV's broken, but she sees there's still an, a radio there. So she uses the static of the radio and the photo to find out more about Terry Ives. So Eleven knows. She knows this is her mother. She just You could just tell that she's a connection. I mean, this woman opened her eyes, looked right at her and said, Jane. Now, there was no... When she saw the Russian in the first uh, season, he had, there was no connection. He did not see her. Um, when she saw Mike earlier this season, she she spoke to him a little through the walkie-talkie. He sensed her, but that's because he wanted, she wanted to be seen. But it wasn't a full connection. He, it's not like he could see her. Um, but when she sees Terry Ives, when she sees her mother, now her mother has powers as well, right? I mean, that's what we're thinking. Some kind of power, some kind of connection. The connection is, boom, instant. She opens her eyes, she sees her, she says, Jane. But when she tries to touch her, of course... Um, that couldn't happen. The only thing she ever touched was the Demogorgon, and that, well, we know what that caused. Um, but she tries to touch her mother, and the mother disintegrates, you know, fades away. She's, like, crying, Mama, Mama. She yawns. Oh, wait, that's me. And she's just left crying in the cabin. I'm interested to know, when did Terry Ives start mumbling this, you know, 23, 24, to the right, four to the left, whatever, unicorn, rainbow, whatever she was saying. You know, was that part of season one? I don't think it was. I feel like she was just catatonic. It would have been amazing if she'd been saying that since season one. Um, but I don't remember, and I do not think she did. But um, obviously, it, it almost sounds like she's just rambling, mumbling things, but we know for a fact she isn't. We know that she's saying things that are... that. Basically, are all about Jane. She's been just saying him over and over and over again. Uh, meanwhile, back at the buyers, Mike shows up and he's like, "Hey, is Will okay? Uh, you know, I, 
Is, can, can I see him? And Joyce tries to send him on his way. She tries to say, you know, he's not feeling too well. And Mike's like, it's about the shadow monster, isn't it? Because you could just see that Joyce was like, oh, you know. She understands these kids, they're, they're really close. And maybe Mike knows something that could help Will and they could help Joyce. So obviously she's not going to let him go now. Back over at the lab, uh, Nancy and Jonathan are being escorted back to their cars. The guy gives them their keys. So obviously they took their keys. They reprimanded them. And um, he's like, yeah, have a nice drive. And they leave. And you see this look on their face like, at first you think it's we, um, you know, we, we got out of there. We're, we're, we're able to leave. And then you realize it's no, no, no. We got away with it. Nancy pulls out a little Walkman, a little tape recorder, and she, you know, it shows, she plays back some of what, um, what the uh, Owen said, and it shows that they planned this whole thing to get his admission on tape. And he's like, you know, you sure you want to go through with this? And she just looks at him, she's like, let's burn this lab to the ground. And then they show him keep driving, and the sign says leaving Hawkins. And you realize they are heading someplace to put some sort of plan into place. So now we're back at Dustin's house. Uh, he gets home and he needs to go check on Dart. You know, the, his mom is like uh, looking for the cat. She's got the cat foot out. She's calling his name. She can't find him. Um, and Dustin's like, you know, I, I'll look later. No big deal. I need, I need to go into, into my room. He goes into his room, starts saying, hey, Dart, I need to talk to you about Will. Takes the, uh, the blanket, the sheet off the turtle cage turtle tank is just smashed. There's a big slimy thing of skin that's been left behind and a big hole and Dart's gone. But then he hears it. He hears this squishing, this like noise and he sees this trail of blood and he leans over. He looks over a chair and there's this cat being just sucked dry by this giant well compared to what he was, larger version of Dart, who looks right at him and opens up his face and is like, it's a, and, I, and I remember having no, like, didn't even make the connection until that moment. I was like, Demogorgon! Um, it's a smaller Demogorgon. I thought this was like a baby Demogorgon. We, we know it's not quite the same thing as a Demogorgon, but... Yeah, that, this is definitely a monster of the Upside Down. And Dustin, uh, this is why friends don't lie. So the last scene of this episode has Hopper just digging his ass off. I mean, it's a huge hole for one dude in a shovel. But he finally hits something. And you could like feel that whatever he hit, it was like organic. I mean, it was like smushy and like making these little uh, like squishing sounds and kind of moving a little bit. And he... he he breaks. He finally breaks through, and um, looks, and he re- and he sticks his head in, and realizes there's a cavern down there. And he jumps in, looks around, and he's like, "Oh crap!" And the cavern, for our sake, t- the camera turns right upside down. You see all the floating kind of, you know, membrane dust, whatever it is, in the air, and you realize that this, technically. I believe is in the upside down. It's spreading and it's spreading underneath Hawkins and they just discovered it. And that's when the episode ends. What an episode. What 
an episode. So, my goodness, let's see. What did we learn? Well, we learned that Nancy and Jonathan have quite a plan put together, and they now have incriminating evidence for Hawkins Lab, basically saying uh, what they did to Will and that they are the cause of uh, Nancy's death, or at least they are part of the cover-up. So um, they have that on tape. And what are they going to do with it? Well, we're going to find out, you know, in the next couple episodes. Um, We find out that Hopper um, is, you know, pissed at 11. um, But he's, and he's trying to be the good dad, calling her a brat. He was a little little harsh with her. But um, he's just trying to look out for her because the cops were called, you know, and they're going to look for this girl that he needs to hide for her own sake, at least for now. Um, we learned that Will is connected somehow now with his shadow monster. I mean, it, it doesn't, it likes things cold. It's giving him these, these, these visions, what he's calling now memories that he is, um, able to kind of represent as a drawing, which turns out to be these vines spreading all over Hawkins. Um, we learned that Mike still doesn't like Max. He doesn't consider her part of the party. And he does. She can't be in the, the secret. She can't know the truth about Will. Um, you know, Lucas wants Max to still be part of her friendship anyway. Uh, and, but she's like, "Look, if you don't want me, if you're not going to trust me, I'm not going to be part of this." Uh, and he's frustrated because he really wants to be, you know, her friend or her boyfriend. Uh, but of course, her stepbrother Bill E. Billy is such a jerk and obviously a racist that he's like, you need to stay away from him. Meanwhile, Billy is beating up on Steve on the basketball court and making us feel bad for Steve and being the bully and saying, you know, talking to, and that other guy's telling him that Nancy's off with Jonathan. Um, I mean, really, you just got to feel bad for Steve, right? Um, it gets better, buddy. It does get better for you this season. It definitely gets better. Um, Oh boy, what else did we learn? We learned that Nancy and Mike and Mike's parents still once the season. They're like, "Oh, you want to go off and on a night on your own? Okay, fine, boom." And you know, we won't, we can't check up on you. It's just not the way it was. That is now. There's no GPS. There's no cell phone. No. As long as you're safe. Oh, I'm so tired. Um, I mean, what else did we learn? We learned, of course, about the uh, the fact that the government is trying to basically just burn the, the gate so it doesn't spread. It's doing a horrible job. Um, no Bob in this in this episode. We learn that Dustin is keeping a secret and it's cost the life of his cat because this little dart that he has is turning into a friggin' Demogorgon. I mean, that's pretty much everything we've learned. Uh, that Will is a connection to the Shadow Monster and a connection to the Upside Down. And, you know, doesn't look good for the little guy. Uh, it's going to get worse before it gets better. But, oh, and Eleven, of course, my God, how did I forget this? Eleven discovered the box from Hawkins' lab, discovered Terry Ives, and realizes that, Ho- that Hopper had been lying to her or uh, not telling the truth and that her mother is out there. And she, you can see, she it really hit her hard. Oh, very upset, very upset, very upset. My friends, uh, that's it. I'm done. 
Thank you guys for listening. Stranger danger. If you haven't subscribed, we're on iTunes. We're out there. And by we, I mean me, but it's the royal we. You know what I mean? Um, the name of the show is Stranger Danger. It's part of the Geek Mentality Podcast, which is part of fansnotexperts.com. It's the official Stranger Things podcast of fansnotexperts.com. We have other podcasts out there. If you like wrestling, if you like television, if you like Metallica, my friends, we're going to have a Metallica cast called the Metallicast, not hosted by me. My cousin Brandon, who is the biggest Metallica fan I know, uh, will be hosting this podcast someday. All I know is it's happening someday. And then also this weekend at fansnotexperts.com uh, is a fantasy football game between myself and my sa- that same cousin, Brandon. Um, the loser has to post a Nick Flicks blog. What does that mean? Well, Nick Flicks is a uh, little brainchild of Brandon that he um, wanted to watch and blog about Nicolas Cage movies on Netflix, which usually aren't very good movies. Um, he did, I think, one or two of them. And then from there, it turned into a punishment. We've turned it into a fantasy football punishment. So there's usually only one post a year. Last year, I lost in fantasy football, and I had to watch a crappy Nicolas Cage movie and then blog about it. This year, I think, yeah, this year, or maybe he had to do it. I don't know. I did it once. He did it once. Um, but this year, we're doing it again. This weekend, we play each other. Only one time a year, we play each other. The loser must post, must watch a movie and post it. And I believe we have, we give him the week to do it. Um, but there's a lot of crappy Nicolas Cage movies out there. And hopefully one of us has to watch one of the crappiest. But that's going on. Um, and what else is going on? You know, Geek Mentality is going to be a Star Wars Episode Nine episode. Um, so if you're subscribed to Geek Mentality, you'll get that as well as getting all these episodes. If you're not subscribed, you can find us at the website at fansnotexperts.com. On Twitter, fansnotexperts, geek mentality, hashtag stranger danger podcast. And that's it. And until next week, my friends, until next week, beware the mind flayer. really should go to bed. That's not experts. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.